Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pour Over the Pages podcast, where we talk about books and beer. With me today, I have my beautiful co-host, Ashley. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's been a while, but we're here. We're excited to be here. And today, we are going to be discussing our book of the month for April, which was The Bedlam Stacks by Natasha Pulley. Um, with a twist, because it's not like our typical book of the month episodes, and we will fill you in on that in a little bit. <laughs> it's more twisted than twisted tea. Super twisty. It's but crazy. Should we start with what we're reading? Yeah, currently reading. Why don't you Why don't you start with what you're currently reading? Yeah, so right now I am reading The Dragon Republic by R.F. Kuang, which is the second book in the Poppy War trilogy. And it's taken me a while to get to this one, but I am really enjoying it so far. And yes, um, Brayden has been really on me to read this one so that we can read... What's the final book in the series called? The Burning God. The Burning God, yes. And R.F. Kuang is fantastic. If you like fantasy... Um, I would highly recommend the Poppy War trilogy. It's just a fantastic Asian-inspired girl power grimdark fantasy. It's so good. Brayden, what are you reading? Um, I'm currently reading our book of last month, <laughs> uh, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which I'm not going to talk too much about it, um, but it's really good so far, and I'm super excited to make the episode on it unfortunately that's all i really have to say about it because i don't want to spoil the episode that we're going to have on that book but uh yeah i need to finish that for sure yes yeah our book of the month situation our podcast situation was a little out of whack right now we had a lot of stuff happen we had exams brain moved there was a lot of stuff happening i got a new job but we're back and we're ready to deliver more great podcast episodes on a regular schedule now yeah, everything should go according to plan, as we were hoping when we first started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, Brayden, what are you drinking today? Uh, today, I am drinking, thanks to my good friend Paul, Wayne Gretzky, number 99, craft brewing, pale ale, crisp and fruit forward. That's, wow, that's a mouthful, but it sounds really good. Fruit uh, forward? Uh, yeah. Nice. I don't know. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's pretty cool, I think. Um, I'm lying. I don't really care about hockey, but um, <laughs> it should be interesting. And thank you, Paul, for giving me the beer. Uh, plot twist, Paul doesn't drink, so he doesn't know what it tastes like, so it should be a nice surprise. The internal fear I just felt when you started talking about hockey players I was like, ah. <laughs> please don't go in this direction boy uh fucking saucer up matt sundin baby let's go <laughs> but actually what are you drinking oh thank goodness okay um i am drinking thanks to my wonderful friend kendall i'm still making my way through the beers that she sent me but this is sparkle puff that from flying monkeys literally insane the label is honestly awesome. It has like a cat with laser eyes. 
And then, like, the subtext is Galaxy Starfighter, Defender of the Universe. And there's, like, a space background. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so... Spar- I don't... Just the name Sparkle Puff for a beer is, like, actually just... Like, it, to me, that's just insane. I don't know if I would ever pick up a beer and be like, ooh, Sparkle Puff. Yeah, it's like, it's very, the. I really like the label. I'm mildly nervous to try it because it looks very strong. It is 10.2% alcohol, which is a lot for me. Um, Ashley's <laughs> going to be absolutely trashed by the end of the episode. Warning. No. <laughs> One 10% beer is too much. I like how, also on this label, it has like, the location of Flying Monkeys Craft Brewery, but it's like Barrie, Ontario, Canada, Earth, Milky Way, the universe, infinity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's and, uh, monkey, Flying Monkeys is crazy, a lot crazier than I ever expected, honestly. I mean, don't they have something on their like bar that says, like, embrace the weird or something? Maybe. I've never paid close enough attention, if I'm being honest. But yeah, apparently this has like peach flavoring going on. Okay. Hop flavoring, twice the aroma. Okay. Ex- exploring the realms of deep dank space. Okay. This I is love, I'm just really I love being <laughs> dank. I'm not entirely sure what's going on here, but I'm just gonna go ahead and open it, I think. <laughs> this one my beer is like apparently I should give a better description, I think, but it's like it says it's a balanced caramel body turned up with pronounced orange citrus notes for a crisp clean finish Ooh, Ooh. i don't know how i feel about that i like citrus i like caramel um so we're gonna get into it all right let's let's do the honors bone apple teat Okay, let's go in for the first sip. All right. That's interesting. I've got to let that sit with me a little while. My first thoughts is that it does taste like a pale ale. (laughs) And to, to me, they all taste slightly the same, but... Review at the end of the episode coming up. Stay tuned. Wow, this is this is crazy. This, this is a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I'll be able to finish this can because I do have to go to work tomorrow at seven a.m. But we'll see. Yeah, you'll be okay. What do you mean? One one ten percent can of beer is it big? It's really big. It's a huge can. Sounds sounds soft to me, Ashley. I know I'm soft. It's <laughs> fine. It's my identity. <laughs> That's true. It's okay. Just try Anyways. your best, all right? Thank you. Yeah, I will. Ooh, yeah, that is really strong. But it's it's good. Okay. Let's get into our book, book of the month book, situation. Book, book of the month. Book, book, book of the month. Book, book, book of the month. So background on our book of the month, if you don't remember, <laughs> um, it was The Bedlam Stacks by Natasha Pulley. And I suppose I'll give a brief summary of what was going on with this book. Please do. And then we'll 
will give you the lowdown. So the Bedlam Stacks is sort of like a historical fantasy situation. It's set in 1859, and it follows um, this ex-smuggler named Merrick, who is Basically, he was injured on the job, and then he gets trapped at home in Cornwall, and he, like, almost loses his leg, and anyway, so the the book starts, like, back at, at home in Cornwall for him, and then all of a sudden, the India office, who which was the company that he was working for, um, recruits him to, like, come back and work and look for, uh, is it Quinine? I don't know how to say this, but yeah, yeah. I think it's Quinine, which is um, this medicine that comes from this tree in Peru that's essential for the treatment of malaria. And so it's kind of like this adventure. We go to we go with him and his colleagues to Peru to try to find these quinine trees, but it's like this super dangerous expedition through this really like scary forest and like these really crazy villages and people are really territorial around this like tree yeah, and this medicine. You're not allowed to export it, right? Yes. That's yeah. That's why he has to smuggle it in. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, we might as well just get out of this this out of the way. Uh, Brayden and I collectively decided to DNF this book. Yeah. It's not just, something we plan on doing frequently. But... Let me say, it sounds like an epic concept, like a pretty cool concept. But let me just tell you, Natasha did not pull me in. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic pun. Five stars. <laughs> That's going to be one of those nights I see. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, when, okay, so when we were picking a book for the month, Ashley, Ashley listed off three, three books that she rented from the, or borrowed from, is rent, rent, you don't, you borrowed from the library. <laughs> borrowed from the library, yeah. And they all sounded pretty good, but we both collectively decided that this one sounded like we would enjoy it. And I was like, excited to read it. And it starts very slow. Um, nothing in my mind really happens for the first like a hundred, couple hundred pages. And for me, that's, and I'm already in like slight a slight reading slump. So for me, that was, it was just not happening for me. Yeah, we sort of. It also was not happening for me. I. I had it from the library. I was reading it physically. And then I was like, I'm going to get the audiobook because maybe this will make this a better experience. So I got the audiobook, and the audiobook was a better experience than reading it physically. However, Brayden and I sort of had this like phone call where I was like, I'm not loving this. And he was <laughs> like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> and we were deep into the book at that point. Like we gave it a really good try. Yeah. Like I think I was at like page I was at like two hundred page two hundred or, or in and around there. Yeah. And nothing had happened really. <laughs> like okay so. Like yeah, we gave it a good try, and we got up. Like I was like, okay, maybe it's gonna get better. Like once we get into Peru, and once we're like on this adventure, but, it never made me really care what's going on. Like stuff was happening, and I was like, man, I don't care. And it's funny because I also. I also tried the audiobook as well. <laughs> but even with the audiobook, it was playing, but it was just like going in one ear and out the other. Like it never really, like it truly grabbed me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I felt that way too. Like I would listen to it when I was doing laundry or like cleaning 
and stuff. And normally, like, I can really get into an audiobook when I'm doing mindless tasks like that. But I would find myself, like, listening for 10 minutes and then being like, I don't know what just happened. I need to rewind. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I had to reread pages in this book. And, like, when I have to do that multiple times, you can tell. Like, usually I only have to do that when I'm reading at night and I'm tired. Um, but this, I had to do it because I was reading it, and but my mind was... Like, almost anything else my mind was thinking of was more interesting than what I was reading. So, uh, like, it wasn't for me, and it wasn't for Ashley. It could be for you. And if you did read it, shoot us a direct message and let us know what you thought. But maybe you could sell it to us again. But uh, for us, it was a DNF. Yeah, it was. And to me, like... In the description, it sounds so good, and I feel like, especially with this whole Peru rainforest situation, Natasha Pulley had such a fantastic opportunity to, like, really immerse the readers into this, like, really crazy scene description of, like, magical realism and nature Mm -hmm. and, like, but there was no scene description, really. It was just, like, these really trivial interactions with people, and they they weren't even interesting. No. No. Yeah. And the, the interactions, yeah, were so weird to me at points. Like, and like They didn't feel real at no. all. Like, it was not realistic conversation. And the audiobook, the the one guy's voice, they, they voiced the one guy. And you, I know, like, the guy in the book, like, you're supposed to have, like, a gruffy voice that you couldn't really understand. But, like, I literally couldn't understand what this person was talking about. I was like, okay, you need to make it a little more clear. Because it was just like, oh, no, no, yeah Yeah, like so low and quiet you don't even know what's happening yeah i was like hello what is going on i'm gonna have to go back and read this for god's sake yeah it was just and i mean i think we should probably make it clear like i don't think either of us are big on i guess i never said what dnfing means i'm sure you've probably figured it out right now um but it means did not finish we did not finish this book um but yeah brayden and i i don't think we're we're big dnfers like we don't usually put down a book like i usually really try to persevere through books hate not finishing books like even if i'm usually if i'm like just really not enjoying it i'll still finish it but the thing is is that when you have to do a podcast episode on the book i feel like like you have to either finish it fast or you have to admit your defeat basically and that's what that's what we did <laughs> yeah. so we could get the episode out and talk about it but we'll also just like to say that it's okay to not finish books that you're not into because there's literally millions of books that you could be into so why would you waste like two to three months struggling to get through one book when you could find a book that you could crush in like a day or two like it makes no sense like don't waste your time on something that you're not enjoying like reading is supposed to be time to enjoy something like you don't read it's not textbook reading you know it's not for school it's it's reading for enjoyment so if you're not enjoying the book then don't read the book yeah and i think like at first Brandon and i both struggled with this like because we felt obligated to finish the book because we had chosen it as our book of the month and we wanted to do an episode but at the same time we were like okay we're not even going to be able to really do a great episode on this book because we don't like it at all yeah (laughs) and it's like we're just like dreading our reading experiences which is not how we want to feel so (laughs) 
And the truth is, like, sometimes you get catfished by a book. Like, it happens. happens. It's horrible. But sometimes the description just sounds fantastic. It looks like so much fun. And then it doesn't deliver. And that's okay. And that is okay. And I think, like, yeah, I definitely think that my views on putting down books have changed a little bit. Like, I remember a couple years ago, like, kind of being really focused on like always trying my best to like always finish books Mm -hmm. and like pushing through books that I really hated and stuff. And I remember my mom saying to me like, well, you may feel like that now, but when you get to be my age, you know, you don't have a ton of years left and you want to be really conscious about the books that you're reading because you could just waste a week reading something horrible when you could be reading something fantastic. So she told me, (laughs) she was like, I read a hundred pages and if it sucks, at 100 pages and you've given it a good try, don't waste your time. That's what I mean. Like, there's, like, when I get, when I find a book that I don't really like and I want to try to finish it, I find myself focusing on that book over, like, sometimes, like, a span of a month where I'm just, like, I need to finish this book. But every time, but then it puts you into a reading slump, I find, when you read something you don't enjoy. It does. Because because you don't enjoy reading when you're supposed to enjoy reading and if you're not enjoying it then you're not going to go pick up a different book because you're so i don't know burnt out from this book that you're not really enjoying and so you don't want to feel like that so it's okay to just put the book down and pick up another book and i think like it's important to feel okay with saying like okay i'm not going to finish this book because at least for me like I'll sometimes I will be reading something that sucks and I'll kind of like pick up other books and be like, yeah, I'm reading these other books, but like, I'm still gonna just keep this one going in the background. Mm. Like I'll be like, I'm just going to read 10 pages a day or something. But then when I go to read the books that I'm actually enjoying, I'll, I feel guilty because I'm like, I really should put in my 10 pages for that other book, but I really don't want to. So I think like just releasing it from your obligation. Like when I return this book to the library, it was like a weight off my shoulders. It was a joyous day when I slid this into the return slot. <laughs> yeah, this book this book really messed messed me up, man. Like I've been like in like a crazy reading slump and uh, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue has been picking me back up out of it cuz it is really good so far. But like for a while there I wasn't like reading anything because I was just like dreading reading because I didn't want to read The Bedlam Stacks. But, like, I could have read anything else, but just because of, I was thinking about that book, I didn't I didn't even want to pick up, like, manga and read, which is, like, super re- weird for me because... And it's super weird because manga... A manga volume can take 20 minutes out of your day. Like, it's so fast. Like, it takes nothing out of your day. And, like, a chapter out of a book takes nothing out of your day. But when you think... When you're thinking negatively on on the act of reading, then you just... No matter what book it is, you just don't want to do it, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. I, um, I feel like we could probably, so in the past when you found yourself in a reading slump, how, how do you usually like make your way out of that? Like, do you have a strategy for that? Mm, Not like a set in stone strategy. I usually just like go back and forth between a couple of books until one catches me. And then once you find a book that catches you, it usually pulls me out or pulls you out i mean i don't know why i'm talking in this person but whenever i find a book that (laughs) captures me it pulls me out of my reading slump 
but I don't really have a strategy because sometimes it can last way longer than I desire. But um, yeah, I just find that if you read something that you enjoy, it pulls you out. And that's where I usually turn to like graphic novels and manga because they're short and I enjoy quite a bit of them. And if I enjoy it, then it makes me want to read more of them. And then eventually I can get back into reading novels and then everything goes good from there. Yeah, that makes sense. What about you? I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree with like picking something that you just, it's kind of like a comfort that you know you really enjoy. Like, I guess for me, I think I can typically feel a reading slump coming on when all of a sudden I look at my nightstand and I realize I've like half started like five or six different books and I've just been switching between them (laughs) because I do, like I usually I do read a couple of books at once, like I'll, I'll read a, like a poetry book or like a nonfiction and a fiction or whatever. But sometimes like, yeah, I definitely noticed that when I've like been skipping around too much, I, cause I'm a mood reader, mm-hmm. but sometimes I've just got too much going on for all these different moods. And then sometimes that can kind of put me into a reading slump. So what I like to do is just like address my nightstand situation and be like, okay, out of all of these books that I'm attempting to read right now, what's the one that I'm really enjoying? Like the one that I always want to go to. Mm. And then I'll like pick it out of the stack, put the rest away on the bookshelf and just be like, okay, I'm going to read this one until it's done. Cause I love it. And I just want to focus on it. And then it usually like, that will get me out of a reading slump. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, like, I'm not definitely not as big of a manga or like graphic novel reader as you, I would say, but I, I definitely like, I have been turning to, like some manga or graphic novels recently. Like I'm reading Sneeze, which is like a manga short story collection. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really fun and light. Like sometimes when I'm like, oh, I don't know if I feel like reading, reading right now, I'll be like, oh, but I could read one of those short stories in my that manga collection. And then I just, I do that. And it's really just like fun and enjoyable and easy. And it doesn't take so much time. And you still feel like you've gotten some reading done that day. So I like that strategy. Yeah. And that's why I think uh, it's a good, like, palate cleanser for lack of better term where you just like you're trying to read like this book that you're not really into and you're like okay i need to slow down i need to take a step back and just read some genuine fluff or something you know like something that's just like relaxing and like with a lot of pictures and it's easy to understand (laughs) exactly yeah i think um sometimes i'll also palate cleanse with like a good contemporary romance or like something like that because yeah. <laughs> i i really like those like novels as like i don't know i guess like sometimes like in my mind i'm like oh it's like it's like uh i call them i call them like trash romances yeah. when really they're not like they're actually like good stories and a lot of times the characters are really nice and i actually really enjoy reading them so i think it's just my own like internal whatever i'm like oh is this a real book but it is like as long as you're reading it's a real yeah. book who cares and but yeah I I love a good um contemporary romance as well for a palate cleanser because they're just they're really like fast easy reads or sometimes I'll read like a like a thriller or something like um Lock Every Door by Riley Sager I use that as a nice like break from some more of my heavy reading during the semester and that was fantastic it was just like it just kept the pages turning and it was good yeah sometimes you just need something slightly easier to digest that's all it takes And sometimes I do try to like proactively give myself sort of like quote unquote breaks like that too. 
to avoid going into a reading slump. Like I'll be like, okay, I've read like a classic or maybe like a heavier literary fiction or some like complicated nonfiction. And I'll be like, okay, yeah. I'm just going to take a little break, read a thriller, read the kiss quotient, you know, That's what and I then. Mean, yeah. I feel the same way with like giant fantasy novels where you're just like, okay, I just read this 1000 page tome and now I just want to read something lighthearted and fun, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I've recently, I've been picked up a couple, like, middle grade and a couple YA novels that I've been interested in as well, like, just some classics, like Matilda, you know, stuff like that, that I've been wanting to revisit, and so I've been keeping those as well as, like, sort of some of my in-between books. And sometimes it feels nice to just finish something quickly too like sometimes if you've been spending a lot of time on a book it feels like you feel really accomplished to be able to finish something in like two Uh, days or something like that. i love finishing books fast it's a great feeling it's uh it makes you makes you like gain your momentum back it does for sure it's a a sense of accomplishment you know everybody needs a sense of accomplishment it's like that with like school and everything you know you're just like, oh, this is ridiculous. And then you get your mark back and you're like, I'm the smartest person in the world. And that's how it goes. Exactly. And everybody everybody needs great. that little bit of that little bit of a co- feeling of accomplishment to to keep going. And it's the same with reading. You need to finish a book in order to want to read another one, I think. Yes. Like, why would you ever want to read again if you don't finish anything? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I know. Th- I yeah. know. I sure wouldn't no. want to. I'd be like, maybe I just don't like reading. Uh, maybe, but I do like reading. So there you go. I I struggle with it too because like I know that I really I I like achieving things when I'm reading. Like I do like finishing books. Sometimes like I always try to be kind of reflective on that though because I I like the achievement and the feeling when I finished a book, but. I also don't like the feeling when I know that I've like rushed through a book and yeah. I haven't like given it its proper time. So like it's all about like finding that balance, I think. I can agree with that. Yeah. So um that was that was our reading month. We definitely do not plan on DNFing the invisible life of Addie LaRue. Although I am still waiting for my copy from our library, but hopefully it will be in soon, and I'm very excited to get started on that one and deliver a great monthly book episode for you on Adi LaRue. Well, I guess it's May now. I guess we need another monthly book. We're like gonna we're gonna fall a whole month behind at this point. Oh man, exams really, really do that. <laughs> they really mess up your whole schedule yeah. with everything else. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do like. Maybe we'll do a couple of non-monthly review episodes for the month of May and then make it, like, kind of extend the Addie LaRue. For, like, as our, like, April-May pick? Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Um, sorry, there's sirens going on outside. Hopefully they didn't pick up in the microphone. That's um, okay. Yeah, and extend it, extend it to April so that Ashley has time to get her copy because uh, we do want to do some some reading for the uh, Asian readathon too. So, oh my goodness, Asian readathon, my favorite readathon of the year. I will just plug that really quickly. Um, 
So with Cindy on YouTube, formerly Read with Cindy, but now her channel is just with Cindy, runs a phenomenal Asian readathon um, every year. Participated in it last year, had so much fun. So this year I'm participating again. I've got a whole stack of books hanging out on my nightstand table that I'm making my way through. And yeah, if you are at all interested, I would highly recommend just checking out her channel. She's got the video up explaining the challenges. They're really accessible challenges, like easy to fit in with probably books that you already have or can easily get from your library. And she also has a great um, compendium happening on Storygraph, which apparently is the Goodreads for people who despise Jeff Bezos. Um, oh, cool. And yeah, so it's I think it's still in beta, but it, the, it's pretty usable, the website. So she's created a whole True. page for it on there. And there's this massive compendium of, like, Asian books broken down by, like, authors of different ethnicities from, I forget exactly how many countries are in the continent of Asia, but there's a lot. And so there's, like, one for, there's at least one book, I think, for each country. Some of them have, like, upwards of, like, 20, 50, 100, etc. And then broken down by, like, genre and broken down by, like, um, like uh, what am I looking for? like age group, I guess. What I mean is like YA, middle grade, adult, etc. So yeah, it's it's massive. It's a great compendium. It's awesome. And yeah, I would highly recommend checking it out. It's one of my favorites too, because I'm obsessed with Japanese literature. So I will also be taking part of it. And there will probably be an episode on it in April as well. So or no, not April. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, in June, I'm going backwards. Um so I think for our May episodes, we'll do, we have a couple ideas that I think we'll, we'll finally bring to fruition and we'll do that. And then our April episodes will probably be an Asian readathon wrap up and, uh, the Adelie LaRue talk. Yes. How does that sound? That sounds fantastic. We have some really fun episodes, like non monthly book episodes coming. So definitely mm -hmm. stay tuned for those ones. They've been brewing for a while, but we're ready for them now. And we can just do those whenever because we do, it doesn't involve us reading anything. Really, yes. So it just involves us discussing tea on the book community. <laughs> <laughs> so that means we can catch up with our monthly reads while doing fun episodes. While doing fun episodes while catching up, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So I guess should we get into our beer review? Yeah, beer review my beer the wayne gretzky number nine craft brewing pale ale crisp and fruit forward beer uh it was a pretty standard pale ale uh it was yeah i don't know it tastes like a pale ale it doesn't really stand out the fruitiness is like one second let me take another sippy poo it's there it's citrusy but like not super citrusy um i think overall i give it it was it's it's a good beer I, i'm gonna give it an average score of six out of ten um will i go out and buy it again not unless paul buys me another one um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was good and thank you paul for the beer anytime i don't have to buy the beer for the episode myself uh please feel free to send me some more beer because i'm into that um yeah we appreciate we any more recommend it our friendly sponsors <laughs> yeah our friendly sponsors shout out to our sponsors uh paul and kendall uh 
thank you. We appreciate you for sponsoring our show. Um, <laughs> but also, if you have any crappier recommendations, you can always post it on our Instagram pages on under Calmons or give us a direct message or anything like that. We'll give it a shot and review it on the show. Uh, but Ashley, how was your beer? Honestly, okay. This I was not expecting this, but I actually this one has grown on me. I, I actually kind of like it, which I'm really surprised by because I usually don't like very like strong beers. But the peach flavor is really good. It gives us like gives it like a nice undertone. And mm. it's definitely like it's it's strong, but not in a bad way. And mm. yeah, it I it was good. Like it's not my absolute favorite beer of all time, but it definitely I was expecting to hate it, to be honest with you, and it's pretty good. So I'm going to give it a solid 7 out of 10. Nice. Above average, would you say? Oh, definitely, yeah. I would definitely yeah. put this above average. Also, the can is just so fun. Like, I want to take the label off and put it in my art journal. <laughs> I'm going to have to try that one, too, along with the, uh, the other one that you tried from Kendall, too, but I'm blanking on the name right now. Oh, so. yeah, that one was fantastic. That one was so good. Well, thank you so much well, for joining us, everyone. We really appreciate you <laughs> sticking with the podcast and sticking with us through uh, our exam season. And we hope to bring you some more awesome episodes in the month of May. I 100% agree with everything that Ashley just said. <laughs> and we will catch you next time on Pour Over the Pages podcast. Goodbye, peace and prosperity. Love be with you. Amen.